and welcome to the Creative Christians Chat Show. I'm Brendan Conboy, the dog in the pod. This show is bursting with creative stories, ideas and inspiration with a Christian perspective. So let's get on with the show. And here we are again with our Creative in Brokenness series. Uh, today I've got somebody, a man that lives, a man, yes, a man. There's very few men come forward to, to tell their stories of brokenness. But this man lives in Kent in the United Kingdom. He's a son of a vicar. He's the author of three children's books. And he's a chaplain to paramedics. The paramedics. Who would want a job like that? I mean... <laughs> honest tim parsons does tim welcome to the show thank tim, you you are you are a, a you're a paramedic to, to chaplains wow we'll go into some of that in a moment but how do we you're you're i got that the wrong way around didn't i it's been a long day you are, you are a chaplain to the paramedics <laughs> uh, so how did we meet how, how do we know each other we came across each other on social media, I believe, if that was right from memory. Yeah, good old social media. Facebook. And uh, and you're a member of the Association of Christian Writers, aren't you? That's you're, right. Yeah, so that's that's how we know each other, because we're, we're both authors. Absolutely. And so I'm going to pray, and we're going to get into some some uh, some tougher stuff. Thank you. Lord, I thank you that you've given each one of us a story that, and our stories need to be told. Our stories uh, can change people's lives when we tell them to the people that you want us to tell them to. And I pray now for Tim, Lord, that um, as he tells just a little bit of his story, Lord, I pray that the stuff that he says will be listened to by people that need to hear it lord and lord i pray that you'll guide his words and that his words will be uh, what you want him to say lord he has a tough life and he's lately been through some of the toughest stuff so i just pray lord that you'll just lift him up and uh, you will guide him and protect him in all that he does and also i pray protection over his family because i know they've been through a tough time as well lately so I just oh. pray for your blessing on this this time now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So being a paramedic for, to uh well before we go into the paramedic bit, you're a Christian, obviously, because you're a chaplain. And Absolutely. this and this is the, the creative Christian chat show. So what does it mean to be a Christian? You you're for you, you were brought up with it, the son of a vicar. But what does it actually mean to you personally? And why is it important in your creativity? Being a Christian has been the centre of my whole life, I guess, right from my uh, upbringing, as you rightly say, about my dad being a Baptist minister. However, I'd like to add straight away, nothing was ever forced upon us by my parents. Um, they've always felt there's free will. Um, I, unfortunately, both my brothers have drifted away from the faith. Um, I gave my life to Christ at a very young age, and I was baptised in 1995. Uh, but my faith in Jesus is the, the most essential thing in how I live out, try, well, tried to live out my daily life. 
um, and everything I do. Um, without God, I, I feel I, I can't do anything. And I believe that's the case for a lot of us. Um, yeah. I believe what I try to do is for his glory. And that is one reason why I felt a few number of years ago called to be a chaplain. Uh, I will say at the start of the moment, I am having a little break at the moment, just for a, a few months. Um, I was uh, previously chaplain to South East Coast Ambulance Service. Uh, however, I am starting with a new trust, um, all being well in the next few weeks. Well, I should be doing a very similar role but as I say, just for a different trust. But I, I personally went through a mental breakdown myself, so I needed a little bit of a break. Yeah, I'm not surprised that uh, chaplains to paramedics go through breakdowns. You know, it's not unusual to, to hear that. Anybody that is in supportive roles like that, I, I was going to ask you, who supports the, the supporters? Just, you're constantly giving out. I think it's a tough one. I mean, Hopefully your home church would be very supportive. Um, I think as well, on top of that, in the, certainly in the structure of CCAM, when I was there, you'd have a senior chaplain and a chaplaincy team you could go to. But I, I must, must ultimately say my ultimate support has been my wife, and not just through chaplaincy, but since the death of my dad in 2019, uh, my wife has been the person to really, really well, my anchor. That's what I describe her as. Yeah. <laughs> the last two years, though, uh, for anybody working in the NHS has been a tough time, hasn't it? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, it, it has. And uh, although I've stood down for a little while, I was uh, quite involved um, more on the phone and with a particular welfare vehicle during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, it was very, very difficult for us as chaplains because uh, before the pandemic, you could go out on the truck and do third manning and support physically on long shifts. However, then the uh, COVID struck and that was all stopped. Yeah. And then we stopped from going into the station. However, we were always on call. And one of the things they did do here in the southeast, they had a welfare vehicle where we were parked up at our local hospital and we gave the excuse me, the paramedics food and drink and we were able a distance to just listen to them and chat. And, and that was quite a powerful thing. I remember taking it because we, we, we literally, where we are, we're fortunate we live around the corner from the hospital. Uh, I received a message uh, from one of the paramedics one night. They were struggling. Uh, and that's an understatement because they were making tough decisions. You know, yeah. some people were dying and they couldn't see their relatives. Yeah. They were the last people they saw. They were bringing comfort, and this particular paramedic had really, really come to the end of their tether and really emotional. So I was able to quickly pop round with a Costa, uh, with a coffee, and at distance hand it through the ambulance, and just standing there listening to them pouring out their heart. It was heartbreaking to hear. Yeah. Um, very heartbreaking. And these are the things which is, I don't believe it's just me as a chaplain. I believe others were doing as well. Um, I, I believe we. Just listening is the key to a lot of this. It releases a lot in, in what's going on. Yeah. You're carrying so many people's so many people's burdens and pain and and uh, ang anguish, aren't you? It's, I I'm, think it's I'm yeah, just well I, in, I'm welling up here just listening to it's one of the reasons why I personally stood down. Um, it wasn't just from the 
ambulance service and being chaplain where a lot of the you take it all in from people and that's it I think there was a lot of things in my own personal life I'd lost a parent I was pastoring a Baptist church as a student for a little while uh, but I had to well say had to resign I felt I needed to resign because there was a lot going on at the time um, so I think the the, the the biggest lesson I've learned from chaplaincy and we'll take into the, any future chaplaincy role which I'm going to be going into is not to carry the load on your own because yeah. one of the things in mental health training ironically I would suffer mentally as well but one of the things I did do was a training course with CCAM a few years ago um, one of the things described was uh, overflowing your bucket where you take too much on in your bucket and then it just spills over yeah. and then all yeah. your emotions and you have a breakdown then I would describe that myself to a T, what happened to me. Uh, I took way too much on back in 2019. And uh, as anybody listening would know, um, the death of a parent is one of the toughest things we could ever deal with in life. I was exceptionally close to my dad, I would say that, yes. Um, and I think I was caring for him and taking so much on with other people's problems yeah. that it just quickly, boom, hit me. And that's what I would like to say today is as a man, it's particularly important I share this because we hide behind that. There's still a stigma out there. I have to say this live and I have to be truthful. One of the worst things that sticks in my mind is when I was pastoring a church and told to get over my dad's death. That's the worst thing you could ever tell someone. And I believe church in general, and I'm not just naming one, should be equipped to look after people and come alongside and minister with even ministers. Yeah. And this is the biggest thing that just come out of everything is chaplains, ministers. They need us prayer warriors. They need people to support because it is a tough job. Yeah. Pastoral support in some churches is sadly non-existent. Um, going back to the, the COVID situation, I've I was in, in 2020, 2020 in, in, the COVID, in the middle of COVID, I was scraped off of the road by paramedics uh, in a life-threatening situation and I woke up in ICU in the middle of the pandemic. And uh, so I experienced firsthand uh, the pressures that the paramedics were under, the pressures that the nurses were under, and it was unbelievable but they just kept on going it was like soldiers in a battlefield they just kept on going and uh, it's yeah I, I can't say names obviously and i'm not going to eat obviously i'd never do that because of confidentiality but yeah one of the most toughest paramedics um, i've known both probably physically and mentally they're currently, although I'm not with CCAM anymore, um, I'm still supporting them on a personal level because we've become close friends. And I've been absolutely shocked that it's caught up with them as well. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it really is, as you say, heartbreaking. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. You know, to hear some of the, the stories that they say it, although I've not seen full on in a hospital actually in there what's going on, because I hear from other people within the ambulance service and actually some nurses I know and doctors, uh, you get a picture and an image in your head. 
and it comes and builds up and that can add up as well. Let's move on to a little bit of... Uh, <laughs> Before moving on, uh, well, you are an author, you're a writer, uh, and but somebody once told you that you would never be successful, didn't they? That's right. Um, so when I was growing up, um, it always stays with me, a particular teacher said to me, basically, you're not going to go anywhere, you're useless, you can't academically, you don't get things. Um, and I have to admit, even to this day, I would say I've learned more and developed better as an adult than I did as a child, which I'm not the only one that can happen to. Um, but what it did do, it did two things to me. For, at the time, really put me down. Yeah. But what it has done now, it's driven me on to succeed. It's driven me on to show, even if they never see it, in my own mind, to say, no, I can achieve this, regardless of what's been said to me. Absolutely. And I would say to anybody listening, if people have ever, if anybody ever says to you, you can't do something, don't believe them. Uh, somebody once told me I could never be an author. Um, I've published eight books, so I've, I've proved them wrong. Uh, and I've met young people. I used to be a youth worker, and I met young people that teachers told them they would never amount to anything. Uh, don't accept it. Don't ever accept it. You, you, you have published three amazing books. I, 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 I you know. <laughs> Soon to be four. And you've created a character. And I've got to tell you that when I first of all started following you, I started to, to question who's this who's this person I'm following, this paramedic Chris. Because I thought <laughs> I, I actually thought I was following somebody called Paramedic Chris. But, but, <laughs> but he's he's a character that you've created, isn't he? That's right. Um, a little, I'll, 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 that, that goes nicely with me to say how I created it, I guess, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so when I was with CCAM and um, not long into the um, starting there, I, I went on to a third man in night shift. And it was quite a long shift from memory. It was about 14 hours, which these guys are doing regularly. Yeah. And I couldn't cope with doing that, but I've done it two or three times in a row, and it's a killer. Yeah. Um, it really is. But however, um, I was in the ambulance in the back third manning, and I just, you know, when you instantly click with someone, uh, I just clicked with Chris, and we we, we just got on. Oh, he's, um, a, he's a real person. Okay, I'm a real person. <laughs> and uh, Chris was saying to me, he, it, it was a really sad story at the same time. He'd been through a lot of things in his own lives and tragedies as well, including uh, he, he lost his brother. His brother died suddenly in his 30s. Um, and then he shared about his daughter. His daughter had been uh, battling cancer since she was two years old. And at the time, she was, I think she was about 16 when um, he mentioned it to me. And she'd just published a book. And she published a book um, all about her experiences with health. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, it really drove me. And I got thinking, I thought, wait a minute. I said to Chris, wait a minute. You've got Fireman Sam, Postman Pat, but I don't believe I've ever seen anything for the ambulance service for children. 
And he said, do you know what? You're completely right. You're completely right. And that was where the Paramedic Chris series was born from. That was worth doing that 14-hour shift, then, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, they were nearly killing me, those shifts. <laughs> so, I had to be an eye-opener. So, so tell us about the three books. The first one was a really, really important book, I think, about prank calls, wasn't it? Yes, that, that's based upon the prank call. I must add, all the calls about the calls, all the books are based upon calls I've attended. Uh, apart from my latest one, which is due out soon, that's more of a uh, even more of a fiction. They are all fiction, by the way, but they're yeah. based upon uh, the first one. We see uh, paramedic Chris and Zara going on the day shift, and then they get a call. Uh, cutting the long story short, the caller is a young boy and it's a hoax call it turns out it's actually Zara's son and um, later on in the day they get a call out to um, go to the mother's house and they find that she had a heart attack um, at the end of the day they were all reunited as a family and it's a lovely ending where they're all back together yeah but the message in there is so important isn't it yeah, yeah. I think it still goes on now. I mean, I don't know if you've been following on the BBC, the uh, uh, ambulance, um, the amount of hoax calls that do still it's take just, place, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Foolishness. Mm. Uh, you, one of your other books is about bullying, isn't it? Yes, that's my the third episode one. Right. Uh, that one actually I wrote actually just as I resigned from the church because I felt, <laughs> I felt bullied out of the position I was in. But uh, then I, I remembered the call I went to, so I put it all together in my mind yeah. and I created yeah. the story of Chris and Holly together in an ambulance going into the school. And one of the characters is that the children pushes the other out the ambulance yeah. and then as a consequence the whole class are banned from the... Uh, ambulance and then the moral of the story is one person's action affects everybody else yeah i was going to ask if if it was based on personal bullying if you were bullied and, yeah. as a child and an adult um as a child and, then, and an adult yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and then my middle book though that one i when i wrote that that was before the pandemic um, that was really interesting because I went on Christmas Day, third man, and we went to a block of uh, flats and we went to this elderly gentleman and he'd lost his wife and he had no dinner there. He was all on his own. It was quite heartbreaking. Yeah. So I based the story upon a patient, Fred, who, who who's um, in isolation since his wife had died. And the, the moral of the story is that the, the paramedics are able to signpost him to the right services and he's able to rebuild his life as a result. And that is probably out of all of them, and, and the cause I've been to, that probably stands out the most, because that really did touch my heart, that did. Yeah. And how we've seen that so much in the pandemic, that people have been isolated and suffering for mental health as a result. Um, it was interesting that I wrote it before COVID, not realising what was going to happen. <laughs> There was so much isolation before COVID, but yeah, but now it's just so bad, so bad. I think it's come to the surface now. I think you're right. There was so much that I've, I've not just seen it as a chaplain, you know, I've seen it personally, you know, it was, I was a governor at our um, son's school for a little while, before, a few years ago, and some of the stories are awful. And I've also been, um, in the last 18 months, supporting our local food bank by helping them with their deliveries. 
And some of the stories from that have really broken my heart and shocked me as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much poverty. Uh, mm. Yeah. Real poverty. Yeah. It's scary. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, go on. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when, when you knock on the door of someone, I mean, I didn't see this. This was some, what someone at the food bank told me. When you knock on the door and someone's um, whole family are eating from one cereal box on the floor, yeah. shouldn't we go on? No. No, I've heard stories like that. You mentioned the word scary just now. And, yeah. uh, and you recently posted on Facebook that you've never been so scared in your life because you recently caught COVID. Right. And and that was quite a scary experience for you, by the sounds of it. Yes, uh, it heightened my anxiety. Talking about mental health again, I don't hide behind the fact that I do suffer with anxiety now and again. Um, I think it is from post trauma. Um, I'm going yeah. through developments and some and some personal help with that at the moment. But yes, um, when I read, well, say saw the two lines on that, uh, I just I froze. Uh, my wife will tell you I cried and thought, oh, what if I die? And what if this? What if that? And it's the what if syndrome. And, and, and I spoke to my GP and um, one of the things is she did uh, prescribe some medication, but fortunately I didn't take it. Um, and I think it was God that got me that peace yeah. because now I feel so much more peaceful about it. I'm thankful to my GP for the support. Um, and she did say, oh, uh, uh, the other day, she said, oh, I'm pleased you've got through this. Um, those tablets obviously help calm you down. And I said, no, not really, because I didn't take one. Using <laughs> 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 tablets, because they do have their they do have their place. Yeah. Um, but I do believe uh, a bit of faith as well. Uh, and God, I think it he challenged me. Um, Psalm 57, I, I woke up... Um, one morning and I was just so anxious and then in the evening uh, I don't randomly open my bible normally I like to read particular notes each day however um, I did this day and it was psalm 57 and, 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 and arms of protection around us and I, I just really really pray that into our family now that we'll be protected from this and other things as well because we forget we have a God that he loves us so much and he can he's bigger than COVID and we can give our anxiety <laughs> Yeah, he is. absolutely. And, and we can give his anxiety. He understands our anxieties, and there's no shame in being anxious. Yeah. But let's take it to God. Uh, that's the thing I'm learning more and more. I may have done chaplaincy, grown up in, in the manse, uh, uh, and been part of church in my life, but however, it's putting things into practice, yeah. which is the key. And we're, we're still learning. We still don't get things right as Christians, and we won't this side of eternity, but we can strive to do that, um, and we can strive to do that by daily coming to God. It's great to hear a man say, I've struggled with anxiety. I've, I have as well. So, you know, here's two men speaking together, talking about we've struggled with anxiety. And if there's anybody out there, especially men, that, uh, that uh, are listening to this and and you've you've had that same experience of of being anxious and struggling i mean i i re i describe anxiety as a beast it's a beast yeah. that comes up slowly comes up and then it bites your head off and devours you 
that's what anxiety does and, and I've experienced that and and I know that God has saved me from that as well so yeah and, and, and it's no shame in it that's the other no, thing no I, I don't I mean the, the thing is if you read the Bible particularly some of the Psalms but also there's many other places it's not actually something new um, I, think, I think people haven't been equipped to deal with it and understand it and I still think there's a long way to go in yeah. society yeah. in general um, but I, I do feel we need to break the stigma because life is tough and it's going to get tougher I'm sorry to say it, it is yeah. Um, yeah. and we need to support one another much better than what we do absolutely yeah so what else do I need to ask you? What haven't we talked about? Your next book, what is that? Well, I would say the title, it's Paramedic Chris and the Runaway Chicken. Um, I'm not going to say too much. Um, however, all I can say is, uh, again, my mind, it, this creative thing, it's God, I believe God gives everybody a creative brain. As we said earlier, nobody is uh, to be told they can't do anything i believe everybody has got a gift yeah. god has given a gift to everybody now there was a story actually in my dad's first church i wasn't going to share this but there was a lovely lady called gail she's gone to be with the lord now but she she was she was uh, had cerebral palsy severely disabled um in a wheelchair she came to my dad's first church and her mum shared how uh, she'd been put off by doing anything because people would pat her on the head and say things to her oh, and all this and that and it really dragged her down well my dad found that you know he said, well, what can we do to help her and uh, he said yeah we've got a vacancy for what's known as a home mission rep and it's part of the Baptist Union and uh, he said to Gail would you like to do this and sometimes with Gail it was hard sometimes a communication because of the cerebral palsy however when you spent time with her that was quite straightforward then to just listen and she loved it and for many years she did a fantastic job as a home mission rep and so that got me thinking from a young age never ever say you can't do anything Gail was wheelchair bound, very disabled, yet she still did something very effective for God. And that really taught me a big lesson there. Um, so, yeah, that, that goes off a bit about my new book. Sorry, I've uh, gone off that a bit. <laughs> so, in my creative brain recently, um, I put it together the real paramedic Chris, he's got chickens. Um, so, <laughs> I thought, how can I do a story around this for children? Um, and I thought to myself, yeah, actually, in COVID, we've all struggled and we need to rally around as a community. So without saying too much of the storyline, basically the, the, the patient's chicken runs away and uh, Chris ends up uh, chasing and finding it. And all the neighbours rally together out of isolation to find this one chicken. And the moral of the story, again, is when everyone comes together and supports one another. Uh, and it was just a, an mm. idea I thought of at the time. But I must say... Um, in all the six years I was chaplain to CCAM in the ambulance service, um, it's been a privilege to work with so many people. And I'm looking forward to the next chapter because at the moment I'm currently in between doing chaplaincy work. But I know that there's a new trust um, 
they basically asked if I would be their chaplain. And I said, yes, I feel I'm ready for it, but not quite yet. I just yeah. want a bit more time. Um, and I'm looking forward to that next chapter. But one thing I can take with it is I've made lifelong friends from CCAM. So no matter where I go or what happens, they're going to be friends that are always there. And I must say, last week when I was at my most anxious of COVID, they clinically as well as mentally were supporting me uh, through that as well. And my family, yeah. uh, one of the paramedics turned up with a food bag. Uh, I mean, we had enough in, but he just wanted to come round with stuff to bless us. So I was really touched by that and my family as well. Oh, that's amazing. The people that you support turn around and support you. Oh, that's oh, <laughs> I, I, I suffer with, uh, on top of that, I do suffer with Crohn's disease uh, and I was diagnosed with kidney uh, disease just over a year ago as well. Uh, but however, uh, we have to carry on trusting God. But the reason I share that is my colleagues have been such a support and they're really always there, these particular group of friends to advise when I need the advice. And, uh, and I always try to be positive because... It's not been an easy disease to manage, particularly the Crohn's over the last few years. Yeah, and when yeah. my dad died, it did flare up and it, it, it is related to stress. And of course, what well, is life, it's for the stress. But I've learned a lot of strategies. Um, I think there's a lot to be said with breathing exercises and meditation, meditation on God's word uh, and just being quiet because so yeah. much... I'm, day i've been doing this that this that and everything been in front of screens all day and i think i need to slow down later uh take a bath take a deep breath and just relax um it's amazing what that does to the body wow tim you sound like an amazing bloke you really do uh, well i'm but... not perfect i don't feel amazing um <laughs> I, I wish in one sense i was still doing the chaplaincy work but um i'm glad at the moment i'm not because I've learned a, a lesson. We do need to look after ourselves. And that's something I'd like to stress to anyone here. If anyone's struggling physically or mentally, don't, first of all, feel you're on your own. But if you're in a life that's fast-paced, it's okay to slow down. Yeah. Because that's what I've done. Yeah. I've slowed down to reflect. And I don't actually regret that either. Tim, where can, people, where can people find your books or get in touch with you? How can they do that? Yes. So at the moment, I'm going to pluck this. Um, Amazon, if you type paramedic Chris Tim Parsons, they're currently doing one of the audio books for free. Um, you just need to sign up to, um, oh, I think it's ACX, which is part yeah. of Amazon. Yeah, just it click is. on the Amazon and they're giving away one for free. Um, and also all the series are on there. Paramedic Chris, uh, Paramedic Chris, The Helping Hand and The Sorry Bully. And soon... Yeah, the chicken one as well. Um, I would say my website. Um, my host, the lady who does my website, is in the process of changing it over to a different um, host. So it may be down for a little while, but it's uh, timparsons.co.uk. That's nice and simple, isn't it? The other thing I was going to ask, who does your illustrations? Because they are so beautiful. Uh, they're, 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 they're simple but effective. Who does all those? Someone called uh, Nick Roberts, he's in London. He was introduced to me via the publisher. Um, but now he on my new... I'm sorry, I'm going to share here. I'm going to pluck someone here. Um, someone called Matt Bird is a Christian entrepreneur. Um, and he, he runs um, 
particular thing called relationology, which is a business one-to-one uh, -one training. And it, it really lifts and builds people up and it's about accountability. But he's also got a publishing firm. Um, so he's publishing the next book, but I've used the illustrator from the previous book. So right. I, I wouldn't use anyone else. He's brilliant. He is, yeah. Right. Um, I'm going to pray for you before we before we finish. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's been a you've made me cry and you've made me laugh, and it's been a pleasure. <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you on, on here, and I I hope that your story just opens a few eyes for for people out there. I hope it does, and I'm still. I just want to add, I'm still. I've still not got things right. I'm not a perfect husband. I'm not a perfect champion. I've got things wrong and I still do. Uh, I, I, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm perfect because I'm far from it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I want to put all the glory back to God, not to Absolutely. me. Yeah. It's all about him. It's not about me. God gave me the idea of this book series. I didn't. I, I don't believe in my own mind. God gives us the creative mind. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. got everyone. Every, everyone. Lord, I just echo what Tim has just said, that you give us all of our abilities and uh, you look at us. You don't look at our, our brokenness. You look at us and you, you look at our perfectness. You look at our, us and you say that you are still valued. I still have a use for you. I still want to use you. And Lord, even though we are all broken, you can use each one of us. You know, you can use Gail. That, that Tim mentioned, and you can use whoever is listening in now. And Lord, I just pray for Tim and pray for all his health issues, Lord, that um, that whatever happens to him, Lord, he'll be able to cope, but pray for, for healing in, in his body, Lord. And I pray for healing in his mind, Lord, that you will bring him back to, to, to full strength and uh, Lord, that he will be able to start back to work uh, as soon as possible, Lord, that you would equip him for the road that lies ahead. And that's mm. such, such a tough road to, to, to walk, such a tough road. But you've called him into this. You called him and, and you can equip him for that. So, Lord, I pray for, for the, everything that he does. Lord, he's writing and his, his, uh, his chaplaincy. Lord, I pray that everything that he does will be done in your strength. Lord, that, that he would know that you are in him working through him that he is your hands and feet here that your hands and feet in in the ambulance service and lord i know that he will go into difficult situations and i know that you will help him in that so i just pray lord for your continued support for him and your continued blessings on him and his family lord in jesus name i pray amen 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 thank you thank you for listening to the creative christians chat show it's been great having you here with me today don't forget to share this podcast with your friends i'm brendan conboy and you can find me at brendanconboy.co.uk where you can buy me a cup of coffee if you like to support me and my creative work. Follow me also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. For now though, God bless and goodbye.